the state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at an historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laugh as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. The following is a high-five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you, as always, so much for tuning in. That's the man, the myth, the legend, the rumors are true. He's here with us today. Give it up for Mr. Max Williams. And they call me Ben. Uh, We are starting with this part two episode in media res. The fancy phrase is in the middle of the story and cannot wait for you to hear Noel take it away with smoke signals, which are a very real thing, as we'll come to find. Uh, Without further ado, let's dive in. It's going to be fun, y'all. Nowadays, I think a lot of us, when we see smoke, we assume something has gone wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Like whenever we're, you know, we've all lived in Atlanta for some time and news of a fire spreads really quickly because everybody can see the smoke. But um, for our second weird way people used to communicate, I don't even know if this weird so much is ingenious. Noel, you you kicked it with some uh, some smoke signals. Mm-hmm, have you ever mm-hmm. have, like? Okay, I've seen them mentioned in fiction. I think we all have, right? Sure. And sometimes, like, there's a, like a fire, and there's like a blanket. Yep, that's right. Okay, the dot dash situation. You know, oh. well, there's a couple of different ways. Of okay, doing it, but the thing that I found interesting about it is that it's a lot older than I would have thought because it's usually associated with like kind of Native American cultures right. mm-hmm. often in kind of a weird racist way I yeah. mean it's sort of like what are you communicating with smoke signals as if that's some like Luddite like antiquated way of communicating because you're too stupid to use a telephone or something it's usually the connotation but it's actually super smart because these you know um, Native American cultures uh, nor- Northern American um, Native tribes would actually use these bonfires to communicate super complex like coded messages 
messages. Oh. Have you ever heard of like, what is it? The code talkers? Oh, yeah. Wind talkers. Like, wind talkers, excuse me. So basically like that was a group of Native American uh, soldiers with Native American heritage that essentially used some of these old um, coding and cipher devices to create codes that were used by the U.S. Army very, very effectively. Um, this was against the Germans, if I'm not mistaken, uh, right? And the Japanese, mm -hmm. I think, as well. Correct. Pacific, yeah. Yeah. Vietnam, maybe? Exactly. So, you know, there were um, kind of ciphers built into these, you know, series of, let's say it's one puff equals one thing, two puffs, three puffs. Elevation mattered. So you wow. do it on like a sloping hill. If it came from higher up, that meant one thing. Middle meant something else. Down low meant something else. And you could do it because it's obviously visible to anybody around, but it would be such that only the communicator and the receiver would know what it actually was. So you might have a sense that there's communication going on, but because it's essentially encrypted, no one could actually suss out what they what they meant, but it actually goes back to um, ancient Chinese times um, when uh, you know along the Great Wall there were these guard towers where these signal fires essentially were. They were uh, colored smoke, and they, the color would determine the size of the invading party. Um, they were sort of spaced in such a way that for like hundreds of kilometers, people you know could see them from the internal castles that the Great Wall protected. They would know they needed to like get their troops ready to go for invading parties um, and also, you know, along the the wall, which was, as we know, it's like so large you can see it from like space. Um, they needed to have an effective way of communicating very quickly. So again, it's about covering distance uh, effectively and with enough specificity to know what you're actually supposed to do. Back as early as the second century BC, a Greek historian of all people named Polybius, which is a great name, he invented a method uh, that essentially was like a precursor to the telegraph, um, but like a 2,000 years before that was ever even envisioned. Um, he created a series of coded messages that were communicated through these five beacons that were also along these two walls. There are these kind of observation points, and you could light a specific number of beacons on each wall, uh, and then the uh, Greek alphabet were encoded um, into a series of, you know, puffs or whatever oh. it might be, or flashes, kind of. So it really was like early Morse code, essentially. Um, and yeah, it was it was absolutely super, super effective and um, was able to communicate very specific messages, you know, from, from quite far away as early as the second century. I mean, wow. it's kind of nuts. That's crazy that it's uh, transcontinental as well, that multiple cultures who may not have been in contact with each other all figured this out. This is so impressive. It's a species full of MacGyvers. You know what I mean? <laughs> it makes sense, though, right? Because it's a, it's a something that every I mean, you know, we all kind of have access to fire ever since. Who was it? Was it Prometheus, the fire? No, uh, who Prometheus was it? brought the fire of the gods. He brought the fire the of the gods. Yeah. So, but that's what, like, you know, fire is considered one of the great innovations, technology, right, that we still harness today. So it was something that everyone had to use to cook their food. It sort of, like, signaled this, like, next level of human evolution, not only because we were able to you know, convert proteins to be more uh, nourishing to our bodies, but also use it as technology to, you know, decimate our enemies and like burn down whole swaths of, you know, the world, but also like, you know, communicate using puffs of smoke. 
which is kind of cool. Um, so a lot of that stuff came from a really cool article from the Davidson Institute, mm. uh, the educational arm of the Wiseman Institute uh, of Science Education. Um, and there's an article there by Dr. Yonat Escher uh, called uh, Where There's Smoke, There's a Message. <laughs> um, so highly recommend checking that out because it actually goes into a lot of what you were talking about, Bill. It goes into some other kind of like signal fires. Uh, another early use of smoke signals that we still see today, more ritualistic than anything, but the Vatican. When oh, they right. elect yeah, yeah, a new pope, yeah. you know, it's the white smoke right. means they did a good job, and the black smoke means they had a holdout, because they do these uh, secret ballads, right. was it the cardinals, I guess, uh-huh. from all the different uh-huh. regions, come and, and uh, assemble and they do the vote, and sometimes they can be stymied, like uh, almost like a hung jury for a long time, and so everyone's waiting with bated breath to see, and the black smoke comes out, and collective groan, and the white smoke (laughs) comes out, and collective ecstasy, because we've got a new weird god conduit um, on on Earth. (laughs) I I like that idea, because that's, I love that example, because I was thinking the whole time, I was like, what if Mark and Bill and Max and Noel and I go camping and we get separated and we'll be able to say, wait, we remember how to do smoke signals. Yeah, right. right? Uh, I was like, that would come in handy. But now you, you've provided probably the best modern example of how this communication carries on. And I wonder if they'll ever, no, they won't change it. The, the Catholic Church, anything. Catholic yeah, Church is kind yeah, of yeah. traditional. It takes kind of a lot. The Catholic Church moves slower mm-hmm. than like government, you know, mm-hmm. and that's saying a lot. But, yeah, no, it's it's neat. I would say that this is much more of a uh, ritual, you know, kind of like tradition than it is like a functional thing. But um, speaking of functional examples, uh, I'm going to pull out the old Wikipedia here. I don't usually, but I will because it has some really neat examples of some specific uses of uh, smoke signals in different cultures. Uh, Native American culture, Lewis and Clark, uh, oh. in their journals, they often, you know, made notes of observing these ways Native Americans were using um, smoke signals to communicate, and they actually adopted uh, some of these themselves to communicate with other tribes about, you know, whether they were there, you know, the presence of their party, and uh, the idea if they wanted to meet with local tribes because they needed to communicate using the tools that they were comfortable with in order to seem like a friendly, kind of friendly, um, you know, force there. Because they weren't there to conquer. They were more there to, like, hang out, check mm. things out. And then give that information to other people to then conquer later, right. you know. But right. they, didn't, they didn't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. um, in the, the Yamanas culture of South America, this is super interesting. Magellan, you know, when he was exploring, um, he often would see these fires. They would actually, like, light whole swaths of, like, fields on fire. Oh, wow. Probably not the best way of doing this. You know, not so <laughs> contained. Literally just, like, forest fires, not particularly controlled. Um, but to the point where Magellan actually, in his writing, referred to some of the areas that he was uh, exploring as Tierra del Fuego, which would mean, mm. like, the land of, of fire. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's one way to get people's attention. Yeah. Well, hundred <laughs> percent more of a flex, like, uh, like I like, Hey, we're, we're coming for you. That would seem like a, an act of aggression. That, that might be a way because I'm struggling with having people who need, feel the need to talk to me at all the, all times, all hours of the day, different mm. time zones and so on. So would do you think we could get away with saying something like, Hey, we can only be communicated with through fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the issue there, though, is like you got to be looking in the right direction. I know. You're not just going to accidentally see it. Hope, you know, it always happens in movies, right? Where, like they just, oh, what's that? <laughs> Come on. 
You weren't going to have been right there to right. see the thing the moment the person in desperate need of rescuing bill it up to Unless you figured it out in advance, right? Which, when does that happen? Mm-hmm. It reminds me, too, like, for example, you know, in the Lord of the Rings films, they've mm. got the signal fires with between was, Gondor yeah. and yes. whatever else, yeah, whatever other right. nerdy, imaginary Light fantasy the lands. The beacon of Gondor. The beacon of Gondor. Let them know the king has returned. <laughs> and then we'll end the movie five times. Um... <laughs> But, you know, there are some issues around that. The fires, because they were literally fires, so they would have to be maintained, you know, and to, to be the right, you know, level for people to actually notice them. And what if it was, like, raining when they needed to use them or, like, snowing mm. or something? Yeah. Yeah. With the smoke signals, it can be, like, a low fire, and you're literally just generating the smoke. We mentioned it sort of at the top. You mm-hmm. use essentially just a blanket or anything, and you just go one flap, and then that kind of billows one up and you another flap, and then, it like, you know, it'll create these little puffs. Oh, there's tension, too. There is tension. I like that because that's like, that's, so humanity always had that equivalent of seeing those three little dots on the text (laughs) message, right? (laughs) Like, is that... What do you think? What do you think, guys? I-L-Y-T, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's true, man. It's, it's, again, fire is the ultimate technology. We still use it today for, like, Mm -hmm. engines and so many of the things that drive, no pun intended, like, our, you know, society. Um, We're still working with combustible engines and things. There's literally fire is the prime mover in those. So these are just early examples of how that technology was harnessed for communication. So I don't know, as far as the takeaway, I mean, I think that was it. It's just like anything can be technology and can be, you know, with enough moxie and stick and a little bit of, you know, know-how and a clever idea can be funneled into something game-changing, you know? And that parallel thinking that we always see in history, whether it be with religions or use of technology, that's the same deal. We're all humans. We all have similar equipment, you know, whatever our language barriers and, like, upbringing and background are. So it makes sense that, like, lots of cultures would have simultaneously kind of figured this out. Honestly, we're all, we've only touched on pigeons and smoke signals, and I'm already way more impressed with the ancient world. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Always, every I, time. Yeah, yeah. I, I fell asleep putting on a pair of pants like two <laughs> weeks ago. And so, like, I, I feel like I'm the chihuahua looking back at the ancestry of wolves. You know what I mean? <laughs> this episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Ben, my favorite spring cleaning takeaway is that post-clean clarity that you get where you're like, wow, how have I been living like this? Yeah, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless and Mint Mobile has phone plans for just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Y'all, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. And use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. 
See Mint Mobile for details. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So we we have, okay, so we have these smoke signals, which are brilliant. Noel, you described it as parallel, um, parallel thinking, which is, I, I think, absolutely true. Uh, but what do you do with... This is something we talked about just very briefly off air, and maybe we we throw to you for this, Mark. Sure. Uh, you mentioned the idea of messages in a bottle, which could yeah. also potentially communicate over great distances. Um, Noel, I can't remember if you and I talked about this off air, but one of my one of my first initial questions was, "I love this idea because I've wondered." if it's true or if it's just like a thing that happens in adventure films and romantic comedies. Mm, far side mm-hmm. comics. And far side comics, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Ben, you know, messages and bottles, it's been around for thousands of years. But you also are right in that there's a lot of hoaxes surrounding oh. messages in bottles. And it's also kind of been romanticized a lot. So maybe you kind of think mm-hmm. about like, you know, you know, star-crossed lovers, they're sending each other mes- messages and bottles back and forth. And while there might be like some versions of that, uh, the reality is, you know, like messages and bottles have been used for a wide range of things. So going all the way back to 310 BCE, uh, the earliest known message in a bottle uh, was sent by the Greek philosopher uh, Theophrastus. Uh, and so These this names, was, these yeah, Greeks. These, Theophrastus is great. Uh, and, and so this person, they were one of Aristotle's pupils, and they wanted to test their hypothesis that the Atlantic Ocean flows into the Mediterranean Sea. So it was used as a form of like scientific exploration, trying to collect data. And we see this actually throughout the centuries is that it's like, aside from simply trying to communicate, they're simply just trying to understand the space that they are, uh, the space that we all live in uh, together. Uh, but, you know, uh, messages and bottles, they've contained all kinds of things, you know, so it might be like a warning. It might be trying to reach out to someone. Uh, it might be, like I mentioned earlier, trying to crowdsource data. Um or you might just be kind of like trying to reach out or mourn those who have lost. Uh, so like a wide range uh, of things. And then what was interesting as I looked at examples of messages and bottles throughout time, uh, kind of like the spirit behind a message in a literal bottle has kind of expanded to other forms of technology as mm. well. Whether it's us shooting signals, messages, items out into space, you know, uh, whether it's us like, I don't know, putting something out onto the void that is social media and hoping to hear something <laughs> back, you know? Mm. I think that there's always been, like, this attitude of people trying to, like, send something out and maybe get something in return. And I feel like, you know, 
a nice, clean way that that is embodied is in messages in bottles. Yeah. So we're still doing as as a species the same kind of thing. Like yeah. the like when you when you see those uh there are multiple satellites. Voyager is probably the most famous, where they said, Okay, let's imagine we want to introduce ourselves to the universe and we'll just throw in all the stuff that we are impressed with, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, Hey, let's let's kind of gloss over some of the not so impressive stuff. Let's <laughs> sure. send the, like, cause no, uh, that's just such thematically. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, like even a time capsule. I mean, I was in I elementary was school same thing. and we yep. put a time capsule into the ground. I think it's probably been dug up by this point. So someone, you know, uh, has probably read something about how I enjoyed Ninja Turtles in the nineties. You know? <laughs> like we've all done. A and you still do. It. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> true. I hear that on the show. Exactly. Yeah. Those yeah. action figures yeah. were $4.99. Yeah. It was a golden time. Um, but, you know, Mark, you make a good point about the time capsule aspect or using it to kind of trace the trajectory of a, of a thing because it's hard to do this with much precision, right? Yeah. It's hard to do it with precision, but people would still try. Mm-hmm. And I think that people kind of are uh, enamored by the idea of a message in a bottle, yes. which has kind of contributed to like the way that it's been kind of like talked up throughout history. And you see that in like some of the like exciting examples throughout time. So like going back to the 1500s, for example, you know, like Queen Elizabeth, uh, there was a rumor that she appointed a royal uncorker of ocean bottles. And <laughs> so that meant that that person was the only person that was authorized to open any ocean bottle that, that came through. And if you were to open it and you weren't the uncorker, <laughs> you get killed. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, you get killed. Yeah. Where's uh, the corkman? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the high crime of impersonating a corkman. Yeah, and so, <laughs> yeah, so the story is, is that, like, apparently... Uh, Queen Elizabeth, she believed that some bottles might contain, like, secret communications from spies. And so, like, that was the idea. Uh, However, people think that it's most likely uh, that it was a myth. Only because, like, apparently researchers were unable to find uh, mention of this, like, before a certain author mentioned it. uh, Victor Hugo mentioned Mm -hmm. it in his novels. But, But the idea is, like, maybe there was something similar. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know what went down, but maybe Queen Elizabeth was like, yo, that's my bottle. Don't do that. And he's like, I'm going to open it. And he's like, well, I'm going to take your hand. You know what I mean? Like, the origin of bottle service. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, it's like, that, always been a little too costly. It, yeah. it always, I never, I'm just too square. I, I don't understand it. But I think, actually, Noel, I think the Quister may have used that in one of his scenarios to fool us. I think you're right. I think he mentioned. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. He did. And because he, was it was it one where that was like a true thing in the lie story? I think so. He always does that. So yeah. He might, uh, oof, just be careful on your own show. Beetlejuice rules. Don't say his name too often. He, he, he pops in. Yeah. yeah, we didn't tell you about that when we signed you up for this. Mm, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Different thing. But this is so, <laughs> so okay. So there, there are a lot of myths kind of around this theme, but there are. I, th- true I think things? I think the idea is that like yes, yeah, so there's certainly very many true stories of people finding messages in bottles, uh, and it's a these are very impactful stories. But at the same time, I think something that you see pop up every once in a while is that there, um, you know, hoaxes or other stories that maybe aren't 100 percent 
truths that get mixed in with that. So, for example, you know, uh, the Titanic, right? The Titanic goes down. Uh, and afterwards, you know, there were many reports of messages uh, in bottles being found with notes from survivors. You know, for example, uh, there was a bottle that was found on the west coast of Iceland in October of 1912 containing the message, I am one of them that were wrecked on the Titanic, Harry Wilson. However, uh, you know, there was no record of a Harry Wilson on the Titanic, passenger or crewless, which suggests that it, maybe this wasn't really a thing. Hmm. However, there was a note that was penned by uh, Jeremiah Burke, age 19. Uh, his note read, from Titanic, goodbye all, Burke and Glanmire Cork. Um, and they, they had been with the Burke family for nearly a century after it was washed ashore uh, in Dunkett in 1913, only a few m- miles from his family home. And Ooh. so apparently this letter uh, is real and is now part of the Titanic exhibition um, uh, in the Cobe uh, Heritage Center. So just for example, you have one that was like probably not real, uh, but you have another one that was real. And, and as I read, I think around like the 18th, 19th century, messages and bottles became like somewhat popular, right? And so mm. some might be real, some might not be. And then you would even have like papers reporting on the messages that they found, you know, from different people. And so maybe some of them were genuine, some of them were not. Uh, what's that thing? Not quite the same thing, but but it reminds me of, uh, what, what's it called? Misconnections? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Version yeah. Of, like misconnections. <laughs> I yeah. Love it. yeah, I would wonder, is there some sort of collection, like a museum exhibition with like a bunch of message and bottle, like, papers, scraps, you know? I want to see that. That's a great question. Because that'd be cool. I don't know I don't know if there's a museum that's specifically dedicated to that. However, there are, like, certain people that are dedicated specifically towards finding, uh, opening messages in bottles. Wow. So there's, like, a, there are enthusiasts who are quite serious about this. I read about one enthusiast that had uh, found, like, 88, 85, what? 88 wow. bottles. Yeah. This is, it, at that point, it feels like knowing what we know about ocean currents, there are probably hot spots. Mm-hmm. Where you can see this, I'd also question. I, I'm. This is an ethical question yeah. because uh, you guys are. You know, I think it's safe to say most people are probably more ethical than me. Uh, what? Sure. What? <laughs> thank you, Bill. Sure. Thank yeah, you for complete. Bill gave a very solemn nod and went. Sure. <laughs> uh, hey, you might be a monster, Ben, but you're my monster. Thanks, man. Okay. Uh, but a here's the question: monster. If this is if this is ethical, I think it's safe to say that as long as the message wasn't terrible or, you know, very evil. Uh, most people would love to be on a beach and then find find a message in a bottle, right? Yeah. It's cool because you're kind of part of someone's story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 think, I think so. I mean, it's just like uh, there's some that are actually like quite heartwarming or, or either heartwarming or like, um, what's the word? Uh, just kind of like providing closure perhaps, um. you know? So, uh, so for example, uh, in 1999, right, uh, there was a bottle that was discovered in the River Thames uh, sent from World War I private Thomas Hughes. And they wrote a message uh, for his wife. They tossed it in the English Channel as he left to fight in France in 1914, right? Uh, unfortunately, you know, he was killed in battle two days later. Uh, but the bottle, however, was delivered to his 86-year-old daughter in New Zealand when it was found later. Wow. Yeah, because oh. it, la- it was eventually recovered. Wow. And, and, and someone found it and they delivered it. So that this goes to my question, knowing that this could bring joy to people, is it unethical to do the hoaxes? 
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at highfivecasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? Well, yeah, um, it was a uh, an Eddie Bauer edition Ford Explorer. Oh, that's and cool. I, yeah, I, I just remember it was my dad's. I, I was a hand me down car kind of kid. Dad would buy a new car, I'd get that car, and I just remember feeling so awesome being up above everybody, like I was mm. in Mad Max or something. You know, I had a lot of uh, land yachts that I loved. I had Pontiac yeah. Bonnevilles. Right. Oh, I never had an El Camino. My dad had one. And that was a, that was a real interesting use of our collective time, keeping that thing running. But I think these cars all kind of speak to us because they were such a fundamental part of our lives. Do you remember when I had that Monte Carlo? That's what I meant. I, meant, I said El Camino <laughs> and I met Monte Carlo. I miss it. So uh, the Monte Carlo was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I, I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. But it, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now, Oh, man. And funny you should say that. That particular perfect fit was the Honda Fit, which I love dearly. But, Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly reliable up to now, it's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Like, if I'm just doing, like, a nice message, you know, like, hello from um, Bugalaboo, Jondo, <laughs> in this made-up country of Fartnania. You know, mm. you know, Ben, I'm so glad that you asked that because I almost forgot. I actually almost forgot. <laughs> I was on Ponce. And I came across a bottle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got a, he brought a product. Oh, 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 look wow. at that. And I, I haven't opened it yet. I don't know what's really. in it. More this is lying. Maybe, maybe there's enough messages in here for all of you to read them. Oh, I don't know. Gosh. Wouldn't that be wild if there were four? 
I don't know. What but are that, the? Oh, I don't know. There's only one way going on. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh right my god! Oh wow! Oh, very oh, uniform. Is that, is that four? Wow! Oh, wow. No four wow. I don't know. I don't know. Oh boy, Max! Max, you should probably get one of these, Max, if you would like, or I can read it for you. It's up. It's up to you. I'll read it for you, Max. I think <laughs> it's intended for you, but oh, I don't know. Wow. Now these are all random, so I this don't know. So we, we all randomly picked them up, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't know. And we but, don't uh, know the provenance of this bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't I don't know. So it's, it's a Ponce de Leon bottle. That's all we know. Oh, yeah. you know what? It's probably from Ponce de Leon. It's probably <laughs> from you, well, you, well, you, well you can tell. Well you can tell because it's like Ponce de Leon, I think he pioneered the three by five note card. That's right. With oh. like a red line at the top and uh-huh. then like several blue lines. It's really below good that. penmanship. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, all caps. Uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So uh, I guess. Hey, I don't know. Maybe we go one at a time, oh. read these messages. What if we start with Noel? Great. And then we go, Noel, are you cool with that? Oh, we go gotcha. around. I mean, this is this is like better than a fortune cookie. It's actually yeah. useful. Add a pinch of cinnamon to your chocolate chip recipe. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. That's, wow. that's thoughtful. Okay. That is. Yeah. Yeah, Wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I also got a very, <laughs> this one just, I kind of needed this today, guys. It just says, I love you. Oh, which is what a message to get. That's really yeah. Great. It's very personal. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Mm-hmm. No, no signature. No signature. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a smudge. Mm-hmm. I think uh, maybe. Yeah. Personal yeah. touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. We'll take a shot at this. Try to avoid eighty-five if you can. Lots of traffic. <clears throat> In smaller print. Also good for six percent off. Mott sticks at Taco Bell. Good through seven twenty-one. 2,422. I'm keeping this. Wow. Is it okay if I keep wow. this? I wow. think so. I, I know think, you found it. I think it's it. our responsibility to keep this. We should split the mozzarella sticks. Hey, at least. that's well, very that's generous of you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Um, What'd you get? This one, Max, I, I picked this up randomly, but I think it is intended for you. All it says is, you know what you need to do, Max. That's wow. all, all wow. it says. I don't know. I don't know what that Pointed. means. You know. I don't know what that means. Well, he knows. He's nodding his head <laughs> okay. furiously. All right. Okay. He's got a little okay. intense oh, on his face. Wow. Right all right. There. Okay. I've never yeah, seen someone oh, my goodness. who knows. Wow. He knows exactly wow. what that means. Okay. And, like, uh, if you're familiar with the mentalist Darren Brown, uh, I, this, I, I don't know how to explain what just happened. So, yeah. like, <laughs> that, this, is, this is amazing. And I completely believe that you could find a bottle like this on Ponce de Leon. Uh, I live in the neighborhood. Uh, and there's, you know, lots of adventures and misadventures to be had. Um, honestly, you know what? I'm going to... No, Max, I propose we make this an audible. Is that a sports reference? Did I mm-hmm. pull that off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great out. Yeah, oh, I thought you meant like an ad, like, I, like at audible.com. Oh, yeah, like the books. With the, all the Oh, the is the audible is the one where you make a call on the fly of I football? was thinking about Peyton Manning when he makes the gestures and the sounds. Yeah, sort of like a grunt. Yeah, 232, okay. 232. Aha, I know that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I saw Varsity Blues. Okay, okay. So without fully understanding the reference I made, the reference does work. Okay, <laughs> great. Well, here's the audible mm. that I'm going for. Um, Mark, you have just amazed us so much. Okay. And we've had such a fun time on this episode that I feel like we can save 
I, what I was going to talk about was, which was yodeling, uh, and we should we should end on this because I have finally received a message in a bottle. Noel, I don't know. It's hard to top the the, the 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 artifact that you brought in. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Just, not even topping. I just need to think. Of, I, I, sure. I got some stuff to think about. I think yeah. we all do. Yeah. I know you had prepared a bit of a yodel for us, but. Well, that may be an episode for another day, my friend, uh, because we because we end strong, right? Right, and uh, we can get a we can get a teaser sound cue from our good buddy Max Williams for a good yodel. Uh, you'll have to come back in the future, folks, when we can do uh, an episode on the history of yodeling, which is fascinating. Yeah, I, believe I, I don't know yeah, why I, I said that in such a defensive, like, argumentative <laughs> way. I believe I'm you. holding a finger up mm-hmm. as though I'm reprimanding us. It's, uh, Last but not least. <laughs> but uh, let's let's end on the best here. Uh, guys, Mark, Bill, thank you so, so much for coming Taking to spend with time me, with us. I am too, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for spending time with us today. Uh, we have been singing the praises of ridiculous news uh, to... Yodeling it even from the yeah. highest <laughs> <laughs> alongside the Swiss Miss, mm-hmm. you know. And we thought, you know, what better way to what better way to let everybody know why we're so excited than to have you guys join us on the show today? Thank you for being so generous with your time. Uh, we'd love to hear a little bit more as we end about other projects you do and about things people can expect from Ridiculous News and uh, where to find the show. Yeah, I, uh, so Mark and I, uh, beyond doing a Ridiculous News, and, and also a big shout-out to y'all, Ben and Noel and Max, uh, for having us on. It really means the world. You guys are so much fun to be around. Um, and, and Ben, I've known you for a while. You've always been such a wonderful friend. Um, and Noel, I know I haven't known you as long. Okay. <laughs> no, okay you, <laughs> you're wonderful. So far. Um, so no. It, no, you guys are the best. And it's been a pleasure getting to know you and working on developing the show together and Absolutely. to welcoming you into the, the E- uh, are you extended yep. ridiculous universe? Hey, I'm they, glad yeah. we got an acronym. Well, We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> it changes every time we say it. Which <laughs> yeah. is fine. It's, it's not confusing at all. We're really good at branding here. <laughs> well, you know, beyond uh, mm-hmm. hearing about ridiculous stories, the stuff you don't hear, the stuff below the fold, the stuff that's interesting and funny, uh, Mark and I are also improvisers, so there'll be a lot of characters on the show. Mark might do something like today where he brings a bottle in, or he might talk to a character from a specific news story, and we have a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in the interest of full disclosure, uh, both Mark and Bill, you have, you have sat through teaching me improv in the past. <laughs> and I'm, using, I'm using that correctly because Noel can tell you, uh, we, we, do a lot of, <laughs> we do a lot of improv on the show here. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we love this energy. Check out Ridiculous News. Check out the videos that are coming out with cool, cool, cool productions. Yes. Uh, we're big fans of those. Um, Noel. I guess we we gotta thank Max, right? Thanks, Max. <laughs> gotta... Good looking out. We're in a different studio arrangement today, so my, Max's mic isn't able to be recorded. So that's why you're uh, he's conspicuously absent in voice, but not in spirit. We can oh, hear him. He's uh, talking. He's, yeah, he's just yelling at me. Yeah, he's a lot of anger scary in that voice. Sounds, mm-hmm, really but it's, it's me. very resonant 
angry. It's mm-hmm. a very mm-hmm. poetic voice. Uh, Noel, I want to, as always, man, it's it's a blast to hang out in person. I'm so mm-hmm. glad we're doing this a little more often. I think we've decided to agree to do it maybe once a week between this show and stuff that I want you we're to gonna know. We're going to try. We got some cool. changes coming in our work situation, mm-hmm. our office situation. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to turn over a new a new uh, coin. Turn over a new coin. chapter, open a new page. Sure, open yeah. That new bottle. Other mixed metaphors. There you sure. go. Sure. Smoke we'll, signals. Um, we'll, uh, we'll carry another pigeon. I don't know. <laughs> They're not all going to land. But of course, big thanks to the police for their seminal hit message in a bottle. Amen. Uh, so we don't get the emails about not mentioning that. Yep. <laughs> and uh, let's all give a very big bon voyage to our. Uh, no, I just got to say, man, safe travels. You are heading to Berlin, mm-hmm. like right after this. Right after this, yeah. I have been tasked by Mike Johns, who I think you guys all know, friend of the show, uh, a producer, incredible producer uh, in the iHeart Podcast Network, to find the Berlin metro station where that scene in possession takes place, where Isabella <laughs> and uh, uh, what is her last name? Not. Nanjani, I believe, mm-hmm. that, like freaks out and smashes her flower bouquet. Yeah. And like lately, it's been used as a meme where it's like Mondays be like. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna do that for you, Mike. I got your back. I'm also gonna eat some schnitzel mm-hmm. and some spitzel mm-hmm. and drink beer out of a boot. And our awesome. pal uh, Ben Juster, who's here in the office today as well, told me you're supposed to turn the boot sideways halfway through, or else your guts will explode. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, he- from all the from all the bubbles. Oh, Max okay. with the facts. You, you, you don't know that that happened, but it did. He said it was true. So. Okay. So it's the facts. And where can people find you guys' work individually? Absolutely. So uh, for Cool 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 Productions, you know, they can uh, check out coolcoolcoolpro.com. Uh, that's our website. Uh, but uh, to check out our videos, uh, the comedy we got going on, we're on social media. So if you go to Mark Kendall Comedy, you'll find us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok, and then at Kendall Comedy uh, for Twitter. And as usual, if you want to find Ridiculous History on the internet, you can do so on our Ridiculous History, Ridiculous Historians, rather, Facebook group. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. You can find Ben and I as human people. I'll probably be posting some stories uh, with the boot and hopefully my gut's not exploding at How Now Noel Brown on Instagram exclusively. Ben Bolin, how about yourself? You can find me calling myself at Ben Bolin on Instagram in a burst of creativity, B-O-W-L-I-N. That's a way to get a quick look behind the scenes at all the various projects and misadventures I am currently working on. If you are more Twitter-pated, you can find me at Ben Bolin HSW on Twitter. Uh, And it's the same thing. There are a lot of spoilers. I'll ask questions as we go into research for shows. That's also where you can find our good buddy, Max Williams. Max Williams, the rumors are true, is on Twitter, uh, where he describes activities mainly as sports-related and trolling me. Uh, (laughs) Yes, you can find me at ATL underscore Max Williams. That is where you'll find all my fun Twitter thoughts and stuff, mostly just trolling Ben. That's about 80% of what I do on Twitter. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. 
the hottest games right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.